It's certainly overdue, and it's a good move by the Hobart Lord Mayor. Of course, the Hobart Council is the biggest in Tasmania, so they do tend to lead the way. Um, they, the talk of of changing some of the names, such as the Franklin Square, from uh, which was named after this uh, racist white bloke uh, who did absolutely nothing for Aborigines but cause harm, uh, into uh, naming it after an Aboriginal person or an Aboriginal family or an Aboriginal uh, tribal group is something that we welcome. But of course. This has been going on for some time. Uh, you know, we've mentioned before that uh, where Hobart is built is in a place that was known as Nipaluna. And um, the Hobart Council and many other people have now taken it up, and so they call that dual naming. Uh, Mount Wellington that sits uh, above Hobart uh, was always known uh, as Kunanyi. And so that's on the signposts now, Kunanyi, Mount Wellington. And, of course, other places around Tasmania, like the Kunamaluka River uh, in Launceston, which is, has been for years called the Tamer River. So there's, a, there's been an acceptance by Tasmania generally about putting the original names of the landscape back in place alongside the European names. The, the only group that's out of touch with this trend, of course, is the Tasmanian Liberal government. Uh, they don't want Aboriginal names on there, and they're scraping around looking for every reason to say no. But while they're uh, procrastinating, the rest of Tasmania is going ahead. When you look at the ABC weather report of the night, uh, you'll see the Aboriginal names come up for different geographical areas. So who cares what the Tasmanian government says? And in terms of renaming areas, what are your thoughts on having a place like the Franklin Square in particular? What would be your thoughts in terms of having that name completely changed to an Aboriginal name? Do you, do you think people would be open to something like that? Well, why shouldn't they be? There will be sections of the Tasmanian community who still believe that Australia is subject to the white Australia policy. Therefore, everything that white people did should be honoured. But most other people, I think, would say, well, look, none of us relate to what Lord Franklin or whatever his title was, but we do understand that they had an original... This was part of Nipaluna, and even though we don't have a particular name for the square itself, it, I think most people would say it's appropriate to give it an Aboriginal name and give recognition to the original people and their descendants. Now, I believe this suggested uh, renaming of Franklin Square. They're, they're looking to call it Truganini Place. Is is that something that you think is, is appropriate for that area? Look, there's two thought, uh, schools of thought on this. One is that we understand the sentiment behind the Lord Mayor wanting to honour Truganini because she was raped by white men uh, her husband had his fingers cut off and he was trying to get back in the dinghy uh, to his wife. They cut his fingers off and, of course, he drowned. Uh, she was abused during her life. She was held up as the last Aboriginal under the racist definition that any Aboriginal who 
uh, had a white ancestor could no longer be an Aboriginal. And even after her death, she was uh, dug up and her remains were displayed in the Tasmanian Museum. So you can understand the sentiment saying, look, during her life she was treated horribly. After her death she was treated horribly. We should recognise this woman and uh, you know, try to turn that around. On the other hand, Truganini's image is symbolic of the white people's belief that this was the final way of getting rid of Aborigines. And a lot of people in Tasmania and a lot of people around Australia still believe that uh, Truganini was the last real Aboriginal. And so there is this view that, well, is the timing right? Would the naming of the square after Truganini instead of after William Lanny or Millie Beaton or Ida West, why in particular are we focusing on Truganini? Are we in fact compounding the out-of-date view that unless you were a full blood, you weren't a real Aboriginal? So that debate, uh, I think, hasn't yet been had and it's unresolved. Now, Michael, it is Reconciliation Week. Uh, you were talking about, you know, the struggles to have those Aboriginal names uh, and places recognised across the country, the, the battle with the, the government there. How would you describe the progress towards reconciliation in, in Tasmania for the Aboriginal people there? I think the civic leaders, such as local government, have been particularly supportive. The Flinders Council, for example, for the last four years, moved their celebrations from January 26th to a week earlier or a week later so that it is more inclusive. The Hobart Council and other councils have said that they believe the ceremony should be conducted away from January 26th because they believe that it's morally wrong. So that indicates a significant shift in the, the attitudes of the civic leaders. I think the Tasmanian public have started to embrace this change. I remember when we first started marching against the celebration of the, of the invasion on January 26th, I think there were about 60 of us and we were abused as we walked down the street. Well, now you're getting 4,000 people, 3,500 who are white, and only a few hundred Aborigines. And so it's an indication of a real shift. And I think that the younger generation are accepting that Aboriginal language right on the doorstep of places like Tasmania is something that should be embraced and should be understood and used rather than picking languages from overseas like Indonesian or Chinese or some other non-English language and learning that. So I think times are changing and it's all happening despite the uh, dragging of the heels of a Liberal government, which does show that you can bring about social and cultural change without the needs of conservative state governments being on board. And just finally for you, Michael, of course, we had the federal election recently wrapping up. For you, what, what was your thought on, in terms of the outcome of the election. Obviously, we've seen now the, the first uh, federal minister for Indigenous affairs being appointed through uh, Ken Wyatt. W what are your thoughts on in terms of that process so far? The outcome of the election was a disaster. 
the Labor Party don't always deliver, but at least they promised some positive things such as treaty talks and making changes to the way Aboriginal affairs is administered, whereas the current coalition government, who have been in power for a long time, have done absolutely nothing beneficial to Aboriginal people. They keep cutting the uh, endangered languages funding. There's no land rights. There's no national Aboriginal body that's independent of government. They keep putting these advisory bodies and so on and so on. So I thought it was an unmitigated disaster for Aboriginal people, the re-election of the Morrison government. Yes, uh, the appointment of Ken White is a good positive move. Just how far Ken White can go in terms of bringing about changes as the Minister for Aboriginal Affairs remains to be seen because if he doesn't have the clear and unbridled support of the Prime Minister to make a difference, then he will be seen as just a token Minister for Aboriginal Affairs and the appointment will be seen as nothing more than a public relations exercise by Morrison. But I'm optimistic. I think notwithstanding the conservative nature of the coalition, Ken White is the right man for the job. I think if anyone can make a difference in that government, it's Ken White. So we just have to see what happens.